Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome to the Cannabis Daily Show for Tuesday, March 8th, 2022, and it's International Women's Day today. Since 2017, we're highlighting the company's brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. We'd love to hear from you in the comments, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as through this YouTube channel, if you are indeed watching on YouTube. Following today's top cannabis news on the Cannabis Daily Show, our BFC Live segment will be with Allison McMahon, the founder and CEO of Cannabis at Work, to talk about her company's post, How 150 Women in Cannabis Contribute to the Sector, which was posted in acknowledgement of today's being International Women's Day today. And stay tuned for that. Here are some upcoming events. This Thursday, we'll be in Brooklyn for our Business of Cannabis New York sessions. We'll be talking about connecting social equity applicants with capital. On March 30th, we'll be online for our retail series focused on how to get your cannabis retail store or dispensary ready for 420. Then in September, we'll be back in New York for two days for Business of Cannabis New York. All the descriptions are below. For today's stories, WNBA star Brittany Griner is held in Russia for allegedly traveling with vape cartridges. The pros and cons of going legal in New York. Former Canopy CEO takes on the alt-right on LinkedIn. And the potential for long-term impacts Ukraine will have on European cannabis. For our first story, Phoenix Mercury Center Brittany Griner has been detained by Russian authorities after customs officials claimed they found vape cartridges containing cannabis products in her luggage. This is from the New York Times. Griner was stopped at an airport near Moscow where she's been playing in the offseason for an international league. Griner's now facing charges and, if convicted, faces up to 10 years in jail. On Twitter, Texas Congressman Joaquin Castro accused authorities of using Griner and other U.S. citizens who have been detained in the past as, quote, political pawns. Adding to the worry, the Kremlin and Russian state media's poor record with LGBTQ activists and communities, uh, which puts Griner, who is gay, at an even more vulnerable position. For our second story, New York's existing cannabis operators expressed trepidation about joining the newly regulated adult use framework. This uh, reports in a New York-focused cannabis industry newsletter, the New York Cannabis Insider by NY Up. The pros, of course, transitioning from, quote, stigmatized salesmen to running a legitimate business. The cons, of course, paying taxes, the costs and headaches of compliance, and risking being denied a license without a safety net. And while regulators have expressed the need to bring illicit operators into the legal industry for it to be successful, they're simultaneously working to shut down existing operators. Cannabis veteran Steve D'Angelo warned that New York could work should work to avoid becoming like California. Quote, it's kind of this perfect storm where demand was reduced in the legal marketplace by high taxation and then in a very, very robust legacy market was preserved by the failure of the state to license legacy operators. If you're interested in what's happening in New York, I encourage you to join us in New York this Thursday night in Brooklyn for a Business of Cannabis New York Sessions. Bruce Linton, remember him, had strong words for a New York marketing executive who took to LinkedIn to question why representatives of the Canadian and Toronto governments were protesting Russia's attacks on Ukraine after shutting down the so-called Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. This is from uh, this is the, the post that uh, Linton is responding to. And just like that, protesting is allowed again in Canada. I wonder if those flags were swapped for Canadian ones. What would happen? Oh, wait, we saw. I get it now. To which Linton responded, award for the most ignorant, uninformed, selfish, and just plain horrible post has a loser that posted the winner. Now, Lytton may be out of canopy, of course, but he's still all in on LinkedIn. 
for our final story. Mere weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, they were set to consider allowing the use of medical cannabis for more than 2 million consumers. This, according to BusinessCan. COVID has already delayed cannabis reform in Europe. We know that. And, quote, the immediate threat of war across the continent will again see the cannabis agenda be pushed down the list of priorities. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all of these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on our BFC Live segment, a conversation with Allison McMahon, the founder and CEO of Cannabis at Work, to talk about International Women's Day and the women that are pushing the cannabis industry forward today. Here is this conversation with Allison McMahon. Allison, thanks for being here. Hi, Jay. Hi, I just uh, was on your website. Well, you told me to go there, but there's a list of um, unbelievable women who are impacting the cannabis industry. And I want to talk to you about the list, of course, but how it was developed, how you guys thought of it and sort of the process by which it happened. Tell me how this list happened and sort of your approach to it. Sure. So... As many people um, in the cannabis community know, we host an event called the Roll Call, a digital kind of networking event. Um, and that's grown to be such an amazing community over the last year or so. And we thought it was a great opportunity to use that platform to bring, well, people of all genders together, but to celebrate women in the industry. Um, and take a, an approach that's a little bit more grassroots to who are the women in the industry doing great things, opposed to how often recognition I think is done in the industry, which is award ceremonies that are tied to like a conference or an expo, uh, which are important, but tend to kind of, I think, recognize the same cast of characters um, over and over again, and probably highlight people in very senior roles um, and not necessarily get into kind of like the middle layers um, of the industry where a lot of the meaningful work is being done. So we thought we'd use the role, role call to um, bring women together. And we, we featured a few women at that event to get the conversation going, which I can share, um, but then really ask the community to um, tell us who we need to celebrate, tell us who we can put on this big list um, and draw attention to the work that's being done in the industry, but also if they're contributing to other communities, you know, what does that important work look like as well? Yeah, it's a great list and, and obviously comprehensive. There's 150 people on it. It's really unbelievable. Um, but I think you are right. I mean, I think A, where we as an industry generally acknowledge these folks is that, you know, event-based, uh, but also the folks we generally talk about are the C-suite or, or, you know, the leadership positions, when most of the work, I think we all know in any industry, is done by people doing the work. And, and that's why the list, I think, is so compelling. Um, I found sort of great people that I think a lot about, in addition to you, um, on this list that I go to all the time or follow and have like, um, you know, uh, like work envy about them because I just think they're amazing. Like specific, like Jocelyn Sheltra from Headset, like mm -hmm. she's just amazing uh and all over the place and i was like how does she get everywhere all the time but that's because she's in california and that's a good place to be but but right. talk about um talk about did anything surprise you on the list anything really like inspiring like who who on that list sort of do you look up to or follow closely 
Yeah, so I mean, I think um, a few inspiring people that we asked to kind of kick off the event. Um, we talked to Sherry Boudram, CEO of Can Delta, um, who she's, you know, built that company from the ground up to um, starting with a few people to I think they have about 20 employees now. Um, we talked with Kelly Becker, who used to be with Med Relief and is doing amazing work um, in a, emerging countries and um, well, emerging cannabis markets in developing countries to help um, hopefully reduce the type of like human trafficking um, and very low income um, work in the cannabis industry from the start. And then also Emily Leung, who is the founder of the brand Ohai and does amazing marketing work uh, with Bull Rider as well. So I think like those are some inspiring people that we wanted to invite to the event and really they were there to tell their story um, and then kick off some questioning that we could do in breakout groups. Um, and so what I think is just really interesting about the list is of course there are familiar names on there but there's also a lot of people I don't know that are nominated and shared on that list um, which is amazing and then also I think kind of the breadth of the list from there are CEOs and CFOs listed on that list all the way through to people doing really meaningful work at the medical level um, various educators and clinicians um, also like on the retail side through to cannabis educators and then kind of everything in the middle quality people um, so I think that's really what we wanted to target with this is um, shining light on everybody doing the hard work. And obviously it's only 150 people, it's on everybody, but um, I think it's a step in the right direction. And then we will keep the list open here throughout the week kind of for International Women's Day. So there's opportunity for individuals to celebrate more um, and submit more names. Um, I love it. Um, I, 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 uh... As part of Lyft, uh, this past November, we had a chance to sit down with Kylie Beaudry, and um, I totally nerded out about how cannabis seeds are developed. And I've gone back and I've sent people to it because it is like, like at Parkland Flower, like it is, it, like it's obviously a process. And I don't mean to sound like an idiot, but like it is. She's a great educator about exactly what she does, and so passionate about it. And and uh, I saw her on the list, obviously as well. And yes. and Krista and Mimi. Uh, and of course, Sherry and Kelly and you, and uh, it was great. And, and my, you know, my business partner, Blaine Pearson is also there. Um, talk, talk a little bit about um, the roll call. I, I mean, we've talked about it before and I've been to them. They're amazing. Talk mm. a little about sort of, um, I, because to me, it's sort of, it's one of those things that um, the pandemic has fostered, even mm. though you know, the pandemic has been crappy overall, but it is this idea that Yes, we are event-based all the time, but there are ways to connect that are meaningful, that, that connect people, that keep people in touch and grow an industry too, because I mean, obviously people are recruiting and hiring and all these things in the mm -hmm. midst of this, but talk a little bit about like the sort of, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a positive offshoot of a fairly negative situation. Yeah, so the roll call was, um, it was an event series that was in person pre-COVID that had kind of grown out of just um, some informal networking that um, myself and Jeff, my colleague, um, were doing. And it grew to the point that we were actually kind of formalized it into events that were happening, but also it was intended to be um, a networking event, but like come and hang out, but kind of drop the sales pitch and just get to know people on a more authentic level. And then with... COVID hitting. We actually had to cancel one at the beginning of March um, 2020 and then got inspired. There's a gentleman named Chris Chambra um, who transitioned his 
dinner event series, very successful to an online platform um, and kind of inspired and then shared his kind of methodology around that. And the idea was to bring people together, um, but to really fo our, our focus is around gratitude in terms of the conversation. Um, and so we get people into some groups so they can meet new people and there's networking, but we came back to the central question around what people are grateful for. Um, I think that's really been kind of the bread and butter of it is um, we get people to reflect on what's, what they're grateful for. Obviously you get the, the good feels that come along with that. Everybody can answer it, it creates common ground. So I think some of that is the magic of the roll call. Um, and obviously people didn't have the opportunity to meet in person the way that they did. And so the events really took on a life of their own. Um, we've held probably 75, 80 of them. And um, not always gigantic groups, often smaller groups, which works really well, uh, but also some bigger ones. And like this International Women's Day one, we had close to 100 people um, online for that event. So I think they served a need in a time when people couldn't get together in person. We've since, where kind of applicable, um, started to have some small gatherings again with in-person roll calls. but. There seems to be, I think we've all developed now this or this, this skill set and this kind of expectation that we're going to meet online. So there still seems to be room to hold those events alongside of in-person events as those start to open up as well. Yeah. Well, I, I've been inspired watching you and the team sort of build this, the, the, the roll call to what it is, obviously, two years into, into well, pre-pandemic and then sort of through pandemic and hopefully post-pandemic too. Mm -hmm. And 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 obviously really strong work putting together this list with the crew from the last roll call. I wanna thank you for joining us here today. And I say this often when we speak that you were one of the first people that we called at uh, Business of Cannabis and you were one of the first people to say that we were onto something. So I, I always appreciate that. And so thank you for being on and thank you for that way back when in 2017 as well. And um, thanks, Allison. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Jay. That was episode 42 of the Cannabis Daily Show. Thank you for joining us here on YouTube or wherever you caught the program. And please do subscribe and we will see you tomorrow.